Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, And today I've got a little bit, so if you can hear the dog going around, by the way, um, but we've got a little bit of a different one, um, a different guest. And she's actually one of my very, very close friends of mine. Yeah, I just, she has a very interesting perspective. And I know that a lot of us, we kind of mention about, you know, outsiders, inverted commas, and them being potentially... You, know, you get a lot of negativity from them um, and you know, we all have our different experiences but I thought it might be really interesting to get the perspective from, I hate saying like normal but you know what I mean don't you? It is slightly normal though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just thought it will be interesting to chat to my friend, uh, she has been there, how long have we been for now? Um, don't say too long. It has been too long, <laughs> like what? Over 10 years? No, no, just since 10 years. I think it was just about 10 years. Yeah, it's been about 10 years. Um, and yeah, I've basically asked it... Uh, I've basically got a load of questions that I'm going to ask her and she has no idea which questions she's going to get. So welcome, Izzy, to the podcast. Hi, all. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about who you are, basically, what you do, um, just so people can kind of get to know you a little bit better. Okay, so I'm Izzy. Um, I live in Northampton and I'm a recruitment consultant specialising in finance but within the government sector. So I work with the likes of Ministry of Justice, Ministry of Defence, hate to say it, but HMRC um, as much as we all don't like them um, and so on and so forth. Do it nationally as well. Um, And yeah, that's kind of a bit about me. Um, I have a dog called Jack, which is probably what you can hear tooting about in the background. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I've got a wonderful boyfriend, house, and life's good. But I don't really go to the gym, so... Here I am. <laughs> you do go to the gym, though. You have... That's like you... I Well, since we've met, you've always kind of been very... You've always been into fitness and, yeah. and sports in some ways, like, obviously, the horses and stuff. Yeah, definitely. But I just think work has taken over life and earning money is more important to me right now. <laughs> I feel you, ma'am. Adult life is so expensive. It's a joke. <laughs> so, are you ready for these questions, babe? I don't know. I've just half seen the list. and I'm a bit worried about how long this is going to take me. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go through all of them. It's all good. Let me actually put on my passcode because now it's locked me out. What were your first impressions of me? And this is obviously before... Basically, these are low questions that I actually want to ask her as well in like in between the fitness stuff. But yeah, what were your first impressions of me? So we met at school, didn't we? Yeah. Um, my first impressions was that you're really, really bloody tall. <laughs> um, really? <laughs> um, I think you had a bob when we first met and a, and a fringe as well and... But then we didn't really speak to start with. I don't think you really liked me. And I think your first conversation, your first question to me was, are you dating my brother? (laughs) (laughs) So let's just cover that off um, straight away. So, yeah, basically, Izzy dated my brother for how long was it? Um, (laughs) That was Jack. (laughs) Dog, what are you doing, mate? He's trying to get involved. Um, It was probably about, I think, like, two years maybe i don't know if it was that long i can't really it was ages ago so i can't really remember yeah too much about it oh hang on we can stop we can pause it for a second okay we're back so yeah and then i think we just i don't really know how we became friends i think it was because we took psychology together yeah i think oh no sociology sociology that was it and 
I think that's kind of what brought us closer. And then the rest is kind of history. Just you spend all the time at your house. and Pretty much. Cook food, lots of salmon. A lot of salmon. <laughs> all the salmon. <laughs> all the salmon in the world. So in comparison to what I am now, describe me what I was like before fitness and for, before competing. Um, so. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> um, so you used to drink a lot. I think we used to go out like two, three times a week sometimes. Yeah. We used to go to Nottingham a lot, and especially when you went to university. And then we kind of lost a bit of touch from Malaysia. But then from then to now, I think Malaysia was kind of like a turning point. Because um, then you came back and it was, you weren't as like goey out, you were much more like work focused. Mm. And then all of a sudden I think we had this conversation like you were like call me crazy but I'm gonna go into bikini fitness modeling like competitions whatever it is and um and I was a bit like are you gonna do it are you not gonna do it but you always want to if you are to do it then you'd actually put your mind to it and achieve it that's one thing I'd say that was one of my questions I think to you oh why does my phone keep locking out can you stop this so yeah, before fitness, what do you think I what what did you think I was going to be doing, like life, job, career wise? Oh god. Um I thought you would have done something like art or potentially a language, because you did quite a lot of like French stuff and yeah. a lot of languages. Career wise, I don't really know. I don't really know what you were gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, to be brutally honest, I don't know. I don't I can't like I'm trying to think what you were literally just clever, and that was it. And then you went to uni, and I don't really understand what you did at uni. I know it was something to do with, like, marketing or something like that. So, yeah, it probably would have been, like, marketing, because then you were at RDX, weren't you? Yeah. And then, yeah, I definitely would have said, like, marketing. But I didn't... I think RDX was also a turning point as well, because you were kind of in that transitioning period of going into the fitness type of routine. Mm. And I think that's kind of what pushed you as well. So when did you start to notice the shift that I became more interested? Like, was it some... Obviously, I mentioned it to you, but were there certain things in comparison to what I used to be like that you kind of thought, oh, this is kind of like a new... Not like a new jasmine ship, but do you know what I mean? It was like your... You set your heart on that one first competition and that was it. And then you, like, six months prior, you just went into what... I wouldn't say beast mode, but a mini beast mode. <laughs> Um, and you just went for it, and that's probably where I saw the biggest changes. Like, you didn't want to come out anymore. I know. And I had no one to go out with. I still have no one to go out with. <laughs> it's really boring. <laughs> um, but no, that's probably, like, the most... Like, the time where you change, and then after that show, it was just like, this is what I want to do. This is what, this is what I'm made for. Mm. Oh, what was your first reaction to me saying that I wanted to compete? Like, obviously, you were, like, supportive, but inside, what were you actually thinking? I just thought, are you actually going to do it? Because you weren't that body confident anyway, like, in the sense that you wouldn't go out in, like, a mini dress or anything no. like that. And I thought, how's this girl going to get on stage in a bloody bikini? <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, and I think that was, like, a, a big part of it. And you're not, like, a... You were never a massive, like, glam, girly girl. And I think... Yeah, because my, every... My stereotype of, like what a bikini what i would have thought they would have mm. been like is completely opposite to actually probably what most of them are like and the ones that i've met and spoken to now they are they are glam i'm not saying they're not glam <laughs> but they're just not that typical i want to go out dress up 
wear nice dresses, heels. It's just a different focus in life. Mm. So some of you actually might have met Izzy at the first ever Compaq event um, and she was taking all my payments and basically sorting me out, which was like, thank you so much for that. <laughs> um, so what were your... You've, it's like you've literally read this without me even noticing. So what were your preconceived ideas to bodybuilding, competing and bikini competitors? Um, so... I never really knew a female, anyone female that did it. I knew mm-hmm. a few people like in and around Ketchum that did like the males. And I just thought, what, what are you doing? Why <laughs> are you wearing that much tan? Why are you wearing like makeup? And why do you want to prance about in your shorts? And then bikini, like I didn't really know anything about it until you did like the female side of it. And I probably would have said like, they're boring. They don't really want to, they don't socialize. They're just in their little bubble. Mm. And they're quite selfish about that kind of stuff. Has that opinion changed at all? Massively. Really? Yeah. It's like, okay, some of the guys I do think they are a bit... Yeah. Over, overindulged in love for themselves. <laughs> but um, the girls that I've met are incredible. Um, there's been a few. Um, Adele, Kerry, Charlie. They are beautiful girls. They have so much drive. Um, Adele in particular, like, she's got her kids, she's got a partner, she's running her own life, she's running a business, yet she's still smashing Bikini Fitness World. Yeah. And likewise to yourself, you're running a business and you're doing podcasts, you're doing absolutely everything, and you do a part-time job as well, which probably very few people actually know, and then managing to do it all as well, it's like dedication, like, I can't even explain, and to be able to, if I go out for a meal... I cannot not have a glass of wine. So I'd like, hands down to anyone that can have a glass of water and look at their calories, look at their macros, look at whatever fat intake or carbs or whatever that they're doing and keep on track for that. I know some people have slip-ups and stuff, but that's not an issue. But the dedication that goes into it and the time and effort and the money spent as well. Like bikinis, jewellery, the tan, the makeup. The actual training, the coach, the food, everything like that is so it's it's amazing. Yeah, it is ridiculous actually how much money. Obviously, I always remember telling you because I remember showing you like bikinis. Do you remember? Yeah. I was on a black ice bikini website, and I was like, "Oh, look at this one, look at that one." You were like, "How is the? Why is you?" Literally kept saying, <laughs> "How? Why is this so much money?" I was like, "I don't know, her. And it was all the different choices, like of a of a clip, like to go <laughs> from the strap to the actual bra bit, like what. How many options can you have for a bloody clip? It's just a clip. Who cares? And like the the in between bit, like, do you want a Demonte bit? Do you want a sewn in bit? Do you want a this? How many sparkles do you want? How many Demonte bits? And how do you want them placed? And all the oh my god, too many choices. It is life. yeah, it is too many choices. I usually just let Mandy do it to be honest because I just information overload. I'm choice overload. I'm like nah, definitely not. But. Obviously, you've mentioned about me before competing, what I was like. Mm-hmm. You said it in a very good way. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, do you... I've basically put it. Do you not invite me out to certain things now that I compete? Or do you kind oh, no. of stop yourself and think, oh, no, like... Because that was one thing that a lot... When I spoke to other girls, they feel like their normal, inverted commas, friends um, do want to invite them out to certain things because they compete has that ever crossed your mind i think it is like to some extent yeah like i'm not going to ask you to come to ibiza with me for a week of partying you know. that, that's just you'd say not i would say you'd, no you moaned the last time you went and you said it was horrible because all they wanted to do was party and you wanted to go sightseeing 
that is not what that's not what I'd be going there Mate, for. If we're going Ibiza, I would come Ibiza <laughs> and I would have a rave and do my two step because that's what I used to do and I still um, do it. <laughs> um, but in general, no, I'd like it's quite hard, uh, friend group wise because I've got just a bit. But my friends, I've got a very diverse range of friends. You do. Um, a lot of them don't get along. Um, some do get along better than others but I generally try to do things individually with other people um just to keep the peace in my own life more than anything (laughs) yeah um but no like if if there's like something that's on like a birthday meal or like my birthday event in in Birmingham in September I've not not invited you because I'm conscious that you're doing like a mini cut or or actually going to be cutting from prepping for a show or anything like that I still invite you yeah you can say no but I think I'm quite easy going in that sense i'm not yeah you are i'm not a typical person that's gonna say no i'm not inviting her but i would never text you on a friday after work and say do you fancy going pub you do sometimes do now because now i'm in off season yeah but and i, I do say yeah i never would have used to really like, in your no because you just be like yeah i could come but i can have a glass of water and then i'll have two drinks and i want to go out all night and then <laughs> there's no one to go out with that's true i'm just too fair in prep it is difficult when you're Obviously, with Diet Coke, there's only so much fun you can have with Diet Coke, and you can do it. Um, but no, it's interesting. I don't think there hasn't... How do I know? I, like, I can still remember seeing you, I think, four weeks out from my show. And yeah. then... Oh, we went to um, we went to this po- uh, cocktail bar in Northampton. I think you had a slimline tonic on its own, and then I had whatever I had. <laughs> whatever <laughs> alcoholic beverages I had. But then it's like, you're going home at a sensible time, and I'm not one to stay out all night anymore. Yeah, we're I've getting gone old. past that point, I fall asleep on the table, which is like my party trick. <laughs> 11 <laughs> o'clock at night, that's me asleep. <laughs> yeah, Izzy's gone. Izzy's gone. So, has there been times when you think that I've taken it too far and you've not said anything? You have taken it too far, but I have said something. That I've never true. not said something. Talk to, talk, talk to me and the listeners more about that, because I think it's not something that I think I've mentioned, but I said it to joe actually today like there's so many things that you've said to me recently or actually this whole year and you've helped me with and i when i was having you know those downtimes and stuff i thought oh my sorry we're just watching tv and some massive woman some massive tits came out I'm like what the hell <laughs> i can't actually concentrate <laughs> um but yeah, i i instantly thought that i was gonna be able to find like i guess my support system and like advice from people in the industry whereas I was really pleasantly and happily surprised that both you and Charlotte I think were like a big big help with that yeah. um, especially post-show so yeah I'd talk say, to us more about that I'd say the show you did not the Miami Pro one it was before the Miami Pro one the one you uh, watched or the, the one, one before I watched, that the one I watched okay the one I came to I'd say the well I did you tan for that one and I already said that you looked a bit too lean a bit too skinny for my liking yeah um and was that weird was that obviously because you tanned me and you Mm. saw me at a very very depleted state and not many people actually see people like that people like that um was that weird was that a strange yeah thing for you it was your boobs like, I'm being completely honest. It was how saggy... Like, they weren't even saggy. They were just a nothing. pouch. They were just, like, a kangaroo pouch. <laughs> there was nothing yeah. in. And you, like... When you... Like, going back when you were, what, 17, 18, you had massive hungers. Yeah. So, that was a bit of, like, a big shock. But everything else, not really. Like, it's coming... Something you kind of expect. 
But I think that show that I came to watch, um, forgive me, I don't know the name of it. Um, it was Two I, Bros, by the way, the one she came to watch. Yeah, that was it, Two Bros. And it was, you were very, very lean. And then you were really disheartened by it all. And then the next week, you like got a bit bigger because you ate a bit more that week. Oh, wait, hang on. No, it's she saw about PCA London, which is the one you tanned before. But couldn't come. I think you had something yeah. on, and then the week after was when I did two bros and yeah. ate into it. Yeah, so yeah. I carry on. And then the so that was that show, and then you went to the Miami Pro pretty much straight afterwards, didn't you? A couple of weeks after, yeah, yeah, it was like two three weeks after, and you looked so much more healthy. Like your face looked more radiant, and as stupid as that sounds, it's all about your body. But the face has a massive aspect oh, to it. As I well. think so. I think and so. Like you were so like I can't eat this, I can't do that, and it was like almost like it became like a disorder. And then after that show, it was the come down effect of trying to go back to half to normal life. Mm. Like I remember going for dinner with you and you're like, I can't eat this. I'm like, Jazz, chill out. If you're hungry, eat it. And you just kept saying, no, no, I'm too, I'm getting too big, nothing. But because you'd gone down in so many clothes sizes anyway, the clothes that you threw away or gave to your mum or whatever would have fit you absolutely fine. Mm. But you just got into this mentality that I'm not right, I'm not where I should be. And you're like, do I go back into like a mini prep again? It's like, it was a, a stern, just fucking eat the food. Yeah. Excuse my language. But it was have a full fat Coke, have a glass of wine, do all of that. And I think it took a few months for us to get there. I'd say you were patient though. Yeah, it was it was a case of trying to slowly feed her a bit of cheese every now and again. <laughs> no, I'm joking. And about of all the things you could have chosen, then it's like cheese. Just feed her a bit of no, cheese. No, I'm joking. It was just going out for meals and being able to eat chips and like stupid things like that. Um, and then when you actually came out and had an alcoholic beverage, I was like, oh my god, my friend's back. I never seen you so excited. It was hilarious. But the cool thing is that you've, and this is why, I guess, what I've really appreciated. They've got a nosebleed. I don't know what's going on. Um, you never judged me. Whatever my choice was, whether I was to have an alcoholic drink or not, you never... Like, you probably made a bit of a joke, but you never ever judged me for it. And that's no. why, like, it... Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. In comparison to other friends and family and people, it really did stood out. Like, it stood out to me a lot. Yeah. Like, I knew, I know when we've had, like, chats and stuff before, you've said about, like, you've gone to a family event and they've said, why aren't you eating a sandwich? Why aren't you eating this? Why aren't you eating that? It's like... If you don't want to eat it, don't eat it. But if you're hungry, go and eat something. It's trying to allow yourself to overcome that mental thing where you're like, oh, I shouldn't really be eating this, when you could actually just eat it absolutely fine. Yeah, it's very true. So, has there been times when you feel like our friendship has suffered as a result or because of competing in any way? If anything, I think it's brought us closer. Do you think? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's suffered like after you see me butt naked i guess you that's only way up isn't it but um no i would say i could understand how it could in some people but i think i'm quite we've got a quite common ground like we won't speak for a few weeks but we know you could always at the text or a call yeah if we need to but it was just kind of like if you need to get something off your chest then fine or if you need help like doing training or doing bikinis or shoes or tan or whatever then I'd be there, but it was never a case that you're not. I'm not a needy person, and you're not no. a needy person. You're too I can, busy. I, yeah, like I work almost twelve hour days, Monday to Friday. So, and that's like not including traveling some days. So it it does kind of kill you off, and it's. I have it especially with my friends. Like in the job that I do, 
very similar to like prep I suppose you just don't have the time or capacity because you're always doing training you're always at the gym you're always prepping food you're always you're always busy you're always doing something mm. that's what I always think though like you have a, a very demanding life in terms of like your work and I always think say to you don't I oh I can't I don't know how you can do these hours that you do and it's is that you it requires a similar amount of dedication I think that's why I I, I can't like imagine what your life is like sometimes I don't think anyone can for anyone but you know what I mean like that's mm. why I, I admire the dedication because you put that towards your work and I see it quite a lot yeah like if I put that mentality to gym then I could probably smash all this malarkey and bikinis and heels and well, jewellery you, you've now got your flare forward <laughs> twos well, yes you have got the flare forward twos so you technically have like you've got the main thing just They're saying favourite night out shoe she wears them all the time. I actually love it. It's hilarious. So why do you think... Because obviously you you know quite... you Yeah, you know pretty much all my friends. Why do you think some of my friends have distanced themselves since I've started competing? Or do you think that's life? That's because that? they're needy. Like, it just comes back to being needy and someone that's in a... I don't want to be horrible here, but in a 9 to 4 or 9 to 5 job. They don't have any hobbies outside of work. And they're doing very little on the weekends. They're the people that you find that are the mm. ones that you lose in your life, I think. Mm. They're the ones that don't have any drive or dedication to something that they want to do. Or Do you find th- you've lost friends because of like how demanding your work is sometimes? Massively. Like my God, I can count my friends on one hand. Um, what my closest ones. Obviously, I have people that I speak to that I rarely speak to, but then when I see them, it's like nothing's changed. Mm. But I think some of it is a bit of it's life it happens um and I think other people have other things going on as well and because you're busy at the times they're not busy and they're busy at the time you're busy it creates a quite a bit of a misunderstanding sometimes as well and it just it seems like they're not wanting to see you that's very true Your nose is bleeding. okay so next question to from an outsider point of view um for example like I'm just thinking like in a work situation mm. Obviously, you've got a level of, like, understanding, um, but what, I don't know. Is, is there any, like, anyone that's, like, into fitness or, like, competing at your work? Not at work. You can't do it in the job that I do. It would be physically impossible unless you were getting up at 5am and you were staying up till 12pm. Really? And having five hours sleep. You couldn't, you couldn't do it. You, you're sat at a desk, and then if you're not sat at a desk, you're out in meetings all day, and it's sometimes even hard to even fit one meal of the day in, let alone trying to do five to eight meals mini meals Mm. it's just impossible and you wouldn't be able to carry around one of those portable carrier bags things that you put all your food in and stuff um but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be possible like i know people i know some people that are like big into like triathlons or marathons and but it's a completely different type of like fitness Mm. it's like you could i could i could probably run a marathon if i put my mind to it because you go for a run every night well you did your boxing didn't you and i really like looked up to you for that because i just think to get punched in the face constantly and deal with it is (laughs) it wasn't that bad (laughs) (laughs) i just think yeah it's funny though because people say oh i couldn't do what you do in terms of bodybuilding but i remember when i was watching you doing your boxing what was it called it was it was the ultra white collar charity boxing and how many weeks was that so it was only eight weeks of training. But that was very intensive. I remember looking yeah. at you the whole time going like, oh, I'm like full on being inspired by you being like, fucking hell. It was like- just my last probably like minute that killed me off. 
<laughs> my fitness definitely died then, but definitely did the first two rounds well. Third round was a bit iffy. But... Yeah, but you were against a semi-pro, so do you know what I mean? It's not as if yeah. you were against like a like me. Yeah. You probably would have killed me in a minute, so. Yeah, and I was unlucky in that sense because I was the only small girl. By the way, everyone, I'm like five foot two, probably weigh eight stone, and no one that trained with me was that type of build or height, so I got a person that done about seven fights, so it was great. Cal, it was fun. <laughs> Did good though, man. Um, where have I put gone now? So the one question was, what was it like seeing me naked and tanned? But you've kind of already touched it was that. Just the saggy boobs. They're not even like I say. They just look like <laughs> what I describe as a kangaroo pouch. Like if you cut the top of the boob off, <laughs> you could literally put a little kangaroo in there. <laughs> That's what it was. So true. And it like if I was to do it, I'd have boot. I'd have breast implants. I'm sorry. I'd have to. Do you think I? Obviously, you know my boobs in off season. This is the problem that I've got. Everyone's like, yeah, would your you boobs get? Would be too big otherwise? Yeah, off season they'd just be. It, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be, yeah. wouldn't be fun. Stick to your chicken fillets. Yeah, well, man. I will, man. <laughs> so how can... You can tell I did all these questions late at night. So how do you think competitors portray the industry in a better light to... I keep saying normal, but in vertical words, normal people like yourselves. In what sense? So how do... So how do competitors portray it compared to normal people? Like how should... how. Obviously, it gets a bit of a bad rep. And how do you think competitors should try and... Like, what could they do, do you think, to give it a better rep? Um, Probably, I think social media has a massive influence on it. Yeah. And the girls that post the photos when they're not actually posing to make it more realistic is probably a better thing. But there's people... Like, I look on Instagram. Everyone has Instagram. Well, I say everyone. Not everyone. But yeah. most people have Instagram. And... It's like an influencer. You see them looking 10 out of 10 Monday to Friday on their Instagram, but actually the reality is they probably don't, and they probably don't look anything like that at all. Mm. Um, and I think it's just being truthful. Like There's a few people that I follow um, that do like the fitness, all the fitness stuff, and some of their posts are so real that you think that's what you need to be creating, this bo- positive body image, because at the end of the day, there are young people on Instagram, like 13... 12, 13-year-olds that are actually going to be looking up to these people and looking at their profiles and saying, oh, my God, I want to be that skinny. And then it's them putting them into a false sense to say, oh, if they stop eating, that's how they get like that. But it's not that case at all. Mm. So it's being able to, like, document it properly and making sure that you're feeding people with the right information. Mm. Um, like, I'm not going to... I went to a, a, a talk thing, um, shall I say, and some of the things that I heard one of the coaches say about it was like why are you telling people that you're not a doctor like tell them to go to the doctor mm. and get help professional help yeah you you don't have that doctor in front of your name stop trying to act like you know everything yeah don't tell something false information and stop telling people eat this do this do this because every single body's different yeah and i think it's being able to say that everybody is different and they need to portray that more and say look this is this is me, but you could be this mm. type of thing. But then, otherwise, I think I don't think I think I'm quite easy going on that sort of thing. Like it doesn't really bother me. But I know other people would be seriously bothered if they didn't look like a certain person or mm. someone they looked up to, or they weren't losing the weight in the right places. Or um, and then you look at other people's methods, and yeah, I get it, it's trial and error. But at the same time, it's just being able to post the right content as well mm. and say the right things. So true. 
how what have I got to now what things do you think competitors need to have more awareness of there oh this is a good question um so so you're taking like 15 questions in (laughs) (laughs) um so I'd definitely say about their sort of negativity around other people Mm -hmm. I think I, I get everyone has it but then at the same time just be aware of what you're saying and that sometimes it's not all all it seems to be either like what like you can make an example if i've made an example um i'm just trying to think so there's like been times where you've been like oh i can't like i can't be bothered to not i can't be bothered but i don't feel good about this Mm. and it's being able to take on board what other people are telling you and digesting it and saying actually this person could be right and if that so many other people are saying it to you as well then generally they're going to be right and you're going to be wrong I'm trying to think of what example I don't know what example you're referring to. Um, like about eating. Yeah. Like eating's like I think all in all, the main thing that I see impact people across the bodybuilding world is eating and then coming out of that show prep routine. Yeah. I think I mean I sat down with at your um wedding evening and I sat with a few people there and they just constantly went on about how they don't feel normal when they're out of prep and how they're out of... They don't feel like they can do certain things, eat certain things. But then I'm like, why not? Have some time off, take some time out. Or someone comes up, like there was the girls at the compact event, I don't want to single them out, but they said about their periods and they said that they weren't having anything, like they weren't getting anything. Stop doing it for six months. Mm. Like, just stop. Do you want to kill yourself or do you want to do well at what you do? Yeah. That's like that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people don't listen to their bodies and what they're telling them and then they just keep going that over the top extra level and then nine times out of ten you'll probably end up in hospital yeah and then if with something more long term or severe that could stop you competing forever whereas if you took that six months out completely Mm. obviously still go to the gym but just have a bit more control over it and not be so paranoid that you're gonna put on a bit of weight and and lose a bit of well, I say lose a bit of muscle, you're probably not even going to lose a bit of muscle. Mm. But most people will see that actually they come back 10 times stronger. Yeah, definitely. Talking about the compact event, how did you, like, what, I don't know, like, what, how did you find it being in that, in that space when it was all competitors and, you know, the mm. talks and all that sort of thing? Like, how, what was it like for you? Everyone was very friendly. Like, I'm not a girl's girl at all. I think most people will say that. Um, I can be a girl's girl, but I'm not, like, I'm not going to go out and try and make besties networking like you do. That's not me. Um, but it was, like, it was good. It was informative. But, again, there's, like, there's, you get it in whatever you do. I mean, I ride horses. There's that bitchy element to it. And you hear them, like, snarky comments. And you're like, hang on a minute. She's worked her ass off to do this event. And you can't then put just say pull her aside and say oh I think you should do this next time or I think you could do this or there was praise and everything like that but I don't think people were confident enough to say the negatives to help you improve the next time yeah and I know when you said about like feedback and stuff and like you said you had the feedback through on um the website like through the um ticket invite or whatever it was and you said that some people just they said something but didn't really explain it or didn't really 
go into detail but then you can't please everyone like some people said about the venue some people said that like oh my store was downstairs but I should have been upstairs but there's just not enough room for that yeah and but then I thought it was I loved the um tanning talk the is it get bronzed yeah get bronzed talk oh yeah she remembers (laughs) um and I loved um watching Georgia do some makeup as well um and I liked actually looking at the bikinis. They are like pretty, aren't they? Was, they were really, really nice. And, yeah, I bought some gym gear. That Did you? Don't, yeah. Oh, yeah, from my dad's son, didn't you? <laughs> and then, um, not that I go to the gym, I just wear it out and about. <laughs> what is it going <laughs> to? What's that song? It's like going to, like, something in your active wear. I forgot it is. I have no idea what you're on about. Oh, I have to show, <laughs> I have to show it, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I know what you mean in terms of, I guess it's not... Because people think, oh, is, it, is, is, is the bodybuilding competing industry catty? And I think you've made a point in this a while back. Like, every single industry is catty because people... So, and unfortunately, there are people like that in this world that are very catty and, I guess, that sort of person. You get it in whatever you do. You get it at school. You get it at work. You get it in a sport. You get it in clubs. Like, you take your kids to an after-school club. But, yeah, the bullies in the playground. Like, there's always people with opinions that they're not going to like what you've done or what you've said mm. or Jesus Christ, I've lost some friends over it as well from my opinions, but hey-ho, <laughs> here we are. Right, I know you mean in terms of the event though because I know there was things that I wanted to improve on and I thought, oh, why didn't I think of this? Why didn't I think of that? And everyone was saying all the good stuff when it's interesting to hear from your side, like obviously you heard bits that pe- I know they probably wouldn't have said it to me yeah. since it's my face. It's, but- just like, it's just like being able to stop the the cattiness like you call it but then be able to go up to someone and say do you know what I don't like how you're doing this or not even saying that but saying I think you could improve by doing this yeah so you're turning a negative into an actual this person could be impacted by your by what you're saying and what you're doing Mm. but then if you're just going to say to someone you're doing awful you look horrendous but you're not saying you could go eat a rice cake before you go on stage or you could go eat a rice cake with some salt on it or whatever you guys do um the whatever you i don't really know but um i know there was a lot of salt involved before the show always on show day um which baffles me it still baffles me i couldn't think of anything worse um but yeah it's just being more helpful about it rather than just pinning someone down and saying I don't like the way you're doing this go and say do you know what try this do try and help them along the way are you talking about the compact event or just just in general just in general yeah I think just it's just a general life motto that you should have like I'm a brutally honest person you are and sometimes probably a bit too brutal but but I as as I say to everyone and yeah anyone that's close to me like I know where I stand with you yeah and there's not many people that I guess will tell it like it is. And there were so many times when, especially like last year, you're like, I remember you just being like, fuck's sake, Jasmine, just chill out. Just stop being stupid. And even though, and no, not many people would have the guts to say that, but it was those. It was your show day and you were getting so, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be late. I was like, just chill the fuck out. Just <laughs> stop. Just stop. Like, you're going to ruin your tan. You're going to ruin your makeup and your hair. Your bikini's going to go all tits up. Like, just stop. Just chill. Like, it's just having that person. But then you have to have them people around you to be able to have that sort of impact. Yes. So how do you think competing has changed me for the better and for the worst? 
Ooh, and you've just said better. you can be brute. You can be brutal. So better. I think your life's a lot more settled. You're not like as jumpy. You know what you want. You don't. You're not veering off on different tangents, left, right, and center. Um, and I think a lot of people, especially at our age, they don't really know what they want to do. But you've kind of said, yeah, this is what I'm doing. You put your whole head, your whole heart into it. Yeah. And you've got a business out of it. You've met Joe through it as well, pretty much. Yeah, pretty I much. I, I, wouldn't, I don't think you would have met had you not done it. No. I don't, I don't think you would have been in the gym that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's just things like that that you think it's everything happens for a reason in that sense. Um, for the worst, um, sometimes you don't let your hair down. Sometimes you are very stressed. Um, sometimes it's quite hard to get through to you in certain things. Like advising me and I don't listen yeah. to it. Yeah, and it's like, and then you come back to me like a week later and say, I did this. And I'll be like, I, I just told you that last week. I told <laughs> you to do exactly that last week. And you didn't listen to me. <laughs> like, it, it just goes in one ear and out the other sometimes. But that's just because you're so busy and you're so stressed. But otherwise, I don't really think there's many bad points. I'd say, I th- I would have had a lot more to say if you'd asked me this about nine months ago. Like October, November time. In the sense of you're not listening, you're not you're not doing what you want to do, you're too conscious of what you look like when you don't need to. You already decided that you weren't gonna do another show for a while. Like you just needed to get back to sort of normality and I say normality, but it's not normality, it's just a, I know what you mean. A, a, a happier life. Yeah. And not so like mentally draining. And like you'd be doing a hundred and ten things at once and it's like just stop. I remember telling you to write a list one day because you're like, I need to do this and this and this and this and this. And I was like, just start writing lists and your life will be easy. And then you started writing lists and now it's game, great. Game changer. <laughs> Absolute game changer. Um, but no, I'd, I'd say you're like, there's a lot less downs now, but I can't say there's not going to be some when you start like prepping again. Like, when do you think I'm going to start prepping again? Um, After Christmas, I would say. Yeah. Pretty spot on. At like November time, I'd say like somewhere around there, maybe January a push. But then I think it would depend on what you and Joe do as well. True. Where you go away or whatever you do, and I think that needs to be the forefront of your mind as well. Mm. I think that needs to take precedence over a show, and prep. Even if it's my business, technically. Yeah, but you're not. You have sponsored athletes for that to make your business like your business is doing well yeah okay you going on stage could do it a little bit better but it's not going to make it go oh my god i'm making a million pound a year is it <laughs> i don't but, even think there is a million pound in competing i don't think yes again people like with other sports i would do find there is so much like for example it's footballers yeah they get paid like yeah, but so football's much a ridiculous sport yeah to kick a ball or ask them, well they, they do have a bit of talent but, but it is kicking the ball about that. Yeah, but then when you think of a footballer to a rugby player, they don't get paid nearly as much. No, that's true. My voice has gone really creaky. <laughs> <laughs> we have been talking. How long have we talking for? Yeah, about 40-ish minutes. It's pretty good. We're doing well. So I guess the last couple of questions I've got for you, we all know what makes you not just bikini girl. That's usually how I end these ones, so I won't do that. But one... Th- ah, you sent me something. I think it was last week. Um... And you mentioned, you said a comment about that guy definitely is on something. Oh my God. It was a photo. So what is your oh, opinion on... So the... no, no, let me get this photo off. I just need to Go laugh on. and chuckle at it a minute. So this guy, someone had retweeted it on Twitter. 
Um, you still use the, Twitter? The Twitter, I, I like to have a stalk every now and oh, again. Oh, okay? I deleted mine ages ago. It's just a bit of fun. <laughs> so this guy, um, for those that may know him, it's Mr. Maid on Twitter. Um, I don't, because if I get loads of heat now. <laughs> well, it, that's not his at thing, but something, something to do with less than a year ago, laying in deathbed um 50 he had 50 percent chance of surviving and had to go undergo life-saving surgery he got told to forget the gym and then within a year he is so fucking big that that is not normal like you cannot look like that after a year like that takes 12 years at least and that's if you that's if you carry on for 12 years but Definitely not for me. Like, I'm not against steroids. People can do steroids or, like, jeez, I've been with people that have done it before. Not for me, though. I think mm. I think it affects people in different ways. Um, I know one of my ex-partners was very angry all the time, like, loses temper. Like, I'd say one bad comment or something stupid and he'd lose his head. Mm. And I'd say a lot of stupid things, so it didn't go very well. Um, and he used to just get, like... I, I, I don't think people realise that it's actually quite a controlling drug. Like, he'd say, right, go out of the room, I need to inject. I need to do this. And it, like, all the time, it was like clockwork. Mm. But then he wasn't doing it under any guidance. He was just doing it. Just on, like, on, on the Like, looking on the internet, looking at one blog or looking at one video. And I don't know if you're allowed to post this stuff on YouTube, but wherever it was. And I just, I didn't see it. But then I've known other people... I don't, I've never seen that side to them. I've never seen a bad side apart from like a spotty back. But I love spotty backs because I love squeezing them. You do, don't you? I literally love it. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not against. I'm not for. There's benefits. There's cons. There's, if a female did it, I'd probably be saying like, what the hell are you doing with your life? Um, that's a bit sexist of me. I know. But I just don't think females should put that stuff into their body. Do you think they do? Yeah. Do you think but all yeah. of them do? No, not all of them. Definitely not all of them. Mm. No, I'd probably say a minority, a massive minority. Whereas males, I think it's the other way around. I think more people do than what we probably know about. That's true. Do you think? Do you think more bodybuilders or competitors should be more honest with it, or do you understand why? Because I know people who take certain things and don't say and they keep it very snug but is it hard i think it's a personal i think that's a personal thing i don't think you'll want to say whether someone should or shouldn't like out themselves out about it that's Mm. like you see people going to town whatever and them doing the other types of drugs and why should they tell you that you can obviously tell but why do they have any right to tell you what they're doing and what they're not doing yes okay if they're if they're considered like an influencer or someone that's huge in the bodybuilding world, then yeah, I do think, because it makes an unrealistic judgment for people that are up and coming in the in the whole sort of industry. It's fine to be like that when yeah. they might not be, yeah. Yeah, like if, if some guy looks, some 24-year-old guy is roided off his face and he's huge and then a 16-year-old that's like going up to 18 that wants to start doing it all... And he's looking at that false image because it is a false image. It's mm. it's a incorrect portrayal. It's like it's like Kim Kardashian going and having butt implants, like or boob. Like you just mm. you'd want to know about it because it, it's just an unreal. Like Kylie Jenner and her lips, 
denying it for ages. And then people did that stupid sucker cap thing. Did you ever try that? No. No, I didn't. I've got lip filler though, so I never really need <laughs> yeah. to. Um, I forget you have that. Um, but it's all like that stuff. It's just like being honest about it because then people will try and do stupid things like that to try and make themselves look mm. in that way. That's very true. That's my opinion on it. <laughs> but I'm not for or against it. People can inject whatever they want. Like, if you die from it, you die from it. But I don't think many people... I don't really know too much about it. Yeah. I think it just causes you longer-term problems. I know a chap that... I said chap, a lad. <laughs> a guy that did it and he couldn't, was infertile. Couldn't have kids. And then they had to get a sperm donor. And that's then not his... Not his offspring. Damn. So it does affect you later on in life. I don't know the effects of a female and what it... I don't know anyone. I've never looked into it. Never really had a care for it. Yeah, no, it makes sense. No, it's really interesting to hear your 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 perspective and your side of it, though. Um, I get people that are completely against it. I can understand it because it's it's at the end of the day, it's an illegal drug. Oh no! What steroids? Yeah. No, it's illegal. I think some of them. It's illegal to sell it. Yeah, and I think it's like to possess it. It's legal. That's in the UK anyway, isn't it? I think in America, it's like. If you look at it, you're... Yeah, but freaking... it's just like one of those, like... It's just something you just shouldn't be doing. Mm. If you should be doing it, everyone would be doing it. But do you think everyone's doing it? No. Hmm. I don't think everyone is. I think some people work their bloody asses off to look the way they do. And then others just try and make themselves better through almost like a shortcut. Yeah. Like, don't hate me for saying that anymore. No, but... <laughs> no. It's, it's, no, this is like the sort of discussion, though, and obviously Joe talks about it a lot because there's more people than what people realise. Especially, like, normal... So, do you know what I mean? Like, in so the gym. this is where... I do get... Sorry, Joe, I'm going to single you out here. But... <laughs> oh, no. I get annoyed with people that then take it, but then they're not competing. They're not doing it for anything. They're just taking it to look better. But for what? You're not doing a show. You're not... Does that make sense? Mm. Like, you're not... You have no end goal. You're just trying to get bigger and bigger and bigger. But then the health implications of that are endless. And, like, I, I get it's a, a masculine thing and, like, guys care about their appearance. It's like girls go and get lip fillers and all this palaver and boobs and whatever else. But I just don't see the point in that aspect. Mm. I do not see the point whatsoever. There is actually a lot of people, and I, this is quite na- naive of me, and I guess Joe's showing me that, is, like, what I thought... If you took steroids, it was because you wanted to compete. When it's actually quite, I think that's quite a big culture. Everyone that I know take, that takes steroids don't compete, and I know a hell of a lot of people that take yeah. them. They just well, Northampton's full of them. So, <laughs> really, I mean, um, like there was a guy on steroids that did the boxing, the the boxing that I did. He I threw his him. gloves off in the first round because he was gonna have a heart attack because he was so unfit. Like what? What? Is the point? He got. I think he got really annoyed. I think he knew he was gonna lose, and I think I remember that fight. He just got really, really arsy and just stormed off. I didn't really he? hope he doesn't listen to this because he's like big into fitness. Who? But... Oh, the guy. Oh no, I'm sure. He... Uh, we, 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 yeah, we could be talk about anyone. It's absolutely fine. There was it's only one fine. person that threw their boxing gloves off after yeah, but when... less than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, man. I'm trying to think of anything else that we haven't covered or any other things that you think. Well, I'd just like to say you're smashing it. 
Everyone smashes it. Like, I have so much respect. How do you find your Flair 402 posing heels? They're so comfy. I know. Like, they are the comfy. The only downside is, is that if you wear them for a long period of time, you get condensation. <laughs> but I'm talking like, I think I was in the boiling hot sun. I think it was about 27 degrees outside. And it was really hot and I was in London and I was on my feet all day. Normally, if I'm in that sort of situation, I will take my shoes off under the table. But mm. I didn't. And I think my feet just got really hot. and But it wasn't bad. There was nothing bad about it. Like, you couldn't see it, but I could see it. Yeah. No one else could notice, but I could see it. They look good, though. Yeah, they're incredible. They're my favourites. There you go. They're so comfy. I love it. Right, I think we've pretty much covered every single question that I wanted to cover. But, no, thank you so much for that. I'm hoping people are going to find that <laughs> interesting. Because I don't know what made me think of it. I have no like, in terms of getting you on... I think um, I suggested it ages ago to compete on Luke Yards. Probably, and then, as you, you took say... took it as I, your own idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a complete repeat of uh, previous times. But no, thank you so much for coming on, and just thank you for being you, to be honest, because, yeah, you've been, um, you've been a massive supporter, I guess, and a massive help for me with Compaq and competing, and just outside of life anyway, so... That's no problem at all. I love you too. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, um... Thank you for having me. You yeah, know, no problem. Do you want me to actually put your Instagram on here? Yeah, put me Instagram on. I'd like to hear people's thoughts. Or if you're a friend, or if you have a friend that... Or if anyone needs a friend, <laughs> I will be a girl's girl for a little while. <laughs> Everyone needs it easy in their life. I do say that, and I do generally mean it. Cause if, they, if they need help on how to deal with their friends not understanding things, or how they should try... Like, I know that we touched on like getting invited to things and how you can portray yourself slightly differently to make it more welcoming not welcoming I know more you mean, open though. to your friends yeah yeah and and like it's important to have the friends out of the fitness world like, 100%. massively um like i do a lot of horses and to have people that don't understand a thing about horses is lovely like <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> like when people look at them they're like that's thing that you sit on whatever that's called like Saddle. it's great yeah oh yeah yes like, i'm learning but all them sorts of things yeah um i'm more than open to helping anyone or if anyone has any problems or if anyone just feels shit and just wants to chat then just let me get know. the izzy talk just yeah, izzy just talking to just let me know but yeah <laughs> i will put her instagram um in the episode notes so you guys can reach out to her but yeah she is a lot of my friends in the competing world say great things about obviously yourself and how, how much you've helped them. So, no. You're oh. doing good things, man. Loves you all. <laughs> but, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. If you have enjoyed it, then please do let us know and make sure you subscribe and leave a review. And, yeah. Cheers, babes. <laughs>